This is Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. This season, we're talking about learning, and we're interviewing several PR professionals at various stages in their career about the learning process that has made them the professional they are today. Regardless of your industry, these professionals share insights that will help you become a better employee at your company. So we hope you'll stay tuned and listen in for this season of Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Off the Rock, On the Record. I'm Taylor Jolly, and I'm joined by one of my peers at Obsidian, Murray Lace, and I will let her introduce herself. Hey, yep. I'm Murray Lace. I have been with Obsidian since May 2015, so quite some time now. It's hard to believe it's been that long, um, but I specialize in a lot of food, restaurant, hospitality, but since my time at Obsidian, I've touched just about every industry you can imagine. So Murray and I are in similar stages of our career where we're leading our accounts fully and we're really starting to get into kind of the strategic nitty gritty of what's going on. And like Murray just said, she's worked in a ton of different industries um, and that's kind of what happens in those first five years that you're at a firm. But no matter what company you're working for, the first five years of your professional career, I would consider almost like the first five years of life. They're formative. They help you build your professional skills. Um, You develop your work style and how you like to manage projects and get through assignment. And so it's really about developing not only your industry knowledge, but just how to be a working professional. And so Murray, I wanted to ask, how have your professional skills and your PR skills evolved in those first five years? I would say that I have learned a lot more than I ever anticipated. You know, I guess, you know, graduating college many years ago, (laughs) you think, oh, the learning's done. Like I've got my degree. I am ready. Absolutely not. Like the learning never stops. I'm sure it's the same in any industry, um, but especially PR because everything revolves around the news and the latest news. So, you know, I came in with some writing talent. Kind of, and a whole lot of knowledge about sports because that was my background. And I quickly figured out that I need to learn needed to learn a lot about um, a lot of industries. So, you know, whether that was watching the news, reading the news, staying abreast of what's happening on social media, um, I had to do it to to stay relevant, to have conversations with my clients, to have conversations with those that I was working for, and to be able to present ideas and. You know, it wasn't just the food and restaurant industry, like I mentioned earlier, that I specialize in. It was it was everything at the beginning, like you said, because that's how you kind of find what you're good at and what you like. So it was healthcare and finance and wealth management, like scary stuff. And so <laughs> I had to figure out um, what all the what all the words meant, what the jargon was that the client was using in the meeting. So I think learning has been the biggest thing from a professional standpoint and from a PR standpoint as well. Because if I'm not learning, then I can't help somebody that's that's working under me now, reporting to me, learn. Um, so it's just kind of a total package there. Absolutely. And I think as much as it is the actual learning, it's also learning how to develop a learning mindset. Um, because you or I could be thrown a new client. I got two last year in industries that I had never worked in before, had never touched one being criminal justice, which like you said, there are so many terms and nuances to the language there that I completely had to learn from scratch. And so even though I had my professional practices down, I really understood the tenets of PR and how they worked within a campaign. 
I had to put on my learning cap and learn about a new industry. Um, and that's something that I think is unique to PR and that, especially if you work at an agency, you're not just learning about your specific field. You are learning about all of the fields that you serve. For sure. And, and something that happened to me, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, I got asked about um, the status of unemployment, which is not a question you would think I would get asked, but it's a good thing that I had like read the news and paid attention because I was able mm -hmm. to answer that question. It's just, you know, you think the things you need to know at the beginning are just related to that industry, but it's like, it just covers it all. So I think us being really big news buffs benefits us. And that really plays into the next thing that I wanted to talk with you about. I think one of the most important skills that you develop as a PR professional is confidence. I remember when Lauren went on maternity leave, I had been at the firm for maybe six months and I had to go from note-taking in meetings to leading meetings and had to get over that timidity and uh, really start to feel confident, not only in what I was saying, but in the questions that I was asking. And like you said, being able to answer questions that may not be directly related to my work, but I should know because I should be keeping up with the topics. So can you talk about the process of becoming more confident in your work, your client management skills, and then also task delegation to the team of juniors that you now manage? Right, right. So confidence, like you were saying, that's something that I really struggled with early on. I remember in my update meetings with those that I reported to, it was always, you know, you're kind of shy. You need to talk more, which my mom was like, you don't talk. What do they not do? <laughs> but it was, it was all came down to confidence, but the more experience I got, the more confident I became, the more I learned from soaking up all that information, the more I felt, you know, comfortable with presenting ideas or speaking up in meetings, you know, emailing a client without being like, Hey, so-and-so like, is this how I should say this? You know, I knew that's how I should say it because a, I was up to date on what was going on and B I paid attention to what the senior that I was reporting to was doing over the course of however long it had been since I'd been working on the account. Um, so just experience and, you know, I was given agenda points in the meeting once I became comfortable speaking. And that's something that I've used with my juniors as well to help them develop is, hey, you know, here's the agenda for our three o'clock call. Are you comfortable with talking about media relations and social media? And usually that's something that they are very familiar with, either because they're pitching those topics or they're writing that content. So just arming them with with options on the agenda that they can really speak to and can be confident in speaking to. Um, helps them develop. And that's something that really helped me develop as well. I agree completely. And something that you touched on was a major factor in helping me develop professional confidence. And that was watching the people above me. I was really carefully attuned to what clients liked to hear in meetings, what types of ideas made them excited, how much information I needed to bring to the table. And that helped build my confidence. Um, and so I, I think one thing in those first five years is the way that professional mentors and role, role models above you shape the way that you conduct business. So can you share an example or talk about lessons that you've learned from account managers that you worked under during your first five years? For sure. So, man, so much has been so much of what I've learned has come from them because 
in all honesty, I didn't learn a ton of PR related things in college because my major, it was a joint major. So it was advertising and PR. So it wasn't just PR. It was very advertising heavy. So I learned a great deal as an intern at Obsidian. I guess it was the first, I joined in May. So May, June, July, August, those first four months, I learned so much. I mean, it was through a lot of honest feedback. So whether it be, you know, a tough meeting where someone sits me down and they're like, this is what you did wrong. And this is how you can fix it. It wasn't mean in any way. And I have very thick skin. So if it was, it wouldn't really matter, but, and I'm harder on myself than anybody else could be, but you know what I mean? And and just them showing me and explaining why they redlined something that I wrote helped me become a better writer, which is such a big part of what we do. And also slowing down. I work way too quickly. And so just seeing how those that I report to reported to really take time to do things. And, you know, at the time I might've been like, why does it take us 45 minutes to type out this email? Like, cause I was sitting alongside a senior who was typing out a tough email to a client. And I'm like, well, you could just say it this way and be done with it. Okay. 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it's important to take time to think through things, which was hard for me at the beginning because I really like to get things done. And then the final thing I would say, and this came from Whitney, who is one of the the most senior people out of city and as listeners may know, but if you don't know the answer, don't guess, you know, Mm -hmm. tell the person you will look into it and report back, but, but don't just take a wild guess for an answer. Absolutely. And I will say too, um, Whitney and I have very similar personality types. And so I've also learned a lot of lessons from Whitney. And one that she taught me is own up to your mistakes as soon as you make them. Um, Because I, like to try to fix things. And sometimes I can, but it is horrible when you make a mistake, then try to fix it. And then you have to fess up with uh, what's happened. So that's something that she taught me. And then on the back end of that, Lauren taught me, if you make a mistake, think through strategies and opportunities to correct the situation and present both the problem and your recommended path forward to clients at the same time. Um, so those types of lessons are invaluable, especially when you're a young professional and you do make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but you're more prone to do them as you're learning. Um, but not only did I learn from the people above me, I also learn as I teach our juniors and work with them on projects. I know that one of the things that I'm constantly saying to Lauren and Whitney, as I'm talking about my management style is my inclination is to bend people to my will. Like, I just want you to do it the way that I want it done. And that's not always the best because I don't always do things the best way. Um, But it also doesn't allow people the opportunity to try things in a different way and learn about the process. And so through working with my juniors, I have learned about so many different things and new ways to do things and different tactics to try on social media. I feel like I've learned a lot through teaching our junior team. And I wanted to ask if you've learned any lessons um, as you've kind of transitioned into that account management side of things. We are totally in the same boat here. So now that I'm editing more stuff from them, it's it's important for me to remember that just because it's not the way I would write it doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just a new way to write it. And it's, you know, we're not all the same. We're not meant to be all the same. So really embracing the fact that everyone performs differently, writes differently. It's just a different way than I would do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So different and different people need different things. So one person may need like some hard, honest feedback. Another person may may need me to be a little softer. So really understanding the people that 
you're working with is really important and taking time to to pay attention to how they respond to your feedback is important as well because that helps you understand further. Absolutely. And the response to feedback thing is something that I struggle with because my nature is not to be a flowery emailer or responder in comments. So sometimes I can say, change this. And that's all I say. And it's not me being angry. It's just me saying it's unnecessary for me to type, hi person, can you please adjust this because that, and you know, putting exclamation points and things, it's just not my style. But I have learned that if I go about things that way with certain people, it can damage our professional relationship because they read that as really harsh criticism. And so for some people, it's better to address things in a meeting when we talk through documents or it's better to give them a call. Um, And that's something that I've learned in, in this process as well is Um, the need to adapt your management style to the people that you're working with. And part of that is just trial and error. (laughs) You do things, you mess up and you're like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have done it that way. Um, And so we, we work really hard to prevent those stumbling blocks, but we all end up making mistakes from time to time. So as you've made a mistake and you're kind of reflecting back on what happened, how did you, how do you, learn to kind of prevent those mistakes and can you share some wisdom with maybe some younger professionals maybe about a mistake that you made and how they can avoid those pitfalls in the future for sure so i'm extremely hard on myself i root way too much of my identity and what i do and how well i do it which is not healthy but it's good when i make a mistake because i never want to feel that way again i never want to disappoint whoever I disappointed, if if that's part of the mistake again. So I think really reflecting on what went wrong is important. It helps you right the ship for the future. And like you said, what you learned from Whitney is that the sooner you admit your mistake, the better off it's going to be. You know, it may be painful to rip off that Band-Aid, but you got to get it done because the sooner you fix things, the better off it will be for everyone involved. And, you know, for smaller mistakes like writing errors or working too quickly, I like to make a note in my phone. I don't necessarily go back and read that note every day, but just typing it out helps me commit it to memory. I think it's like, I think you're a note taker, aren't you Taylor? Like a Mm -hmm. physical handwritten note taker. I mean, I don't know if you go back and read that every day, but I'm sure part of it is because it helps you commit whatever you're writing down to memory. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's a piece of advice that I would give, give to others, but maybe not the biggest, but the one that sticks out in my head the most, as far as mistakes at Obsidian, I was an intern. I was given a little bit of freedom, which was good. They trusted me. I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. It was a media preview event for a restaurant down in Mississippi that was opening. And we were just going to have media and like relevant people in the community, like things like chamber officials or city officials come in and try out this restaurant. So I'm given the invite list from the senior. I invite everybody on the invite list, but I didn't invite the people on the separate media list. So she comes to me the day before the event, we're about to leave. And she's like, Hey, will you print off the media RSVPs? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I did not invite the media to this event. Oh no. So it was mass chaos for about 10 minutes. And then we figured out a plan. You know, we decided to just do food drops directly to those media members, inviting them out to the event. Once we got into town. And it worked. They showed up. But finding a solution 
quickly helped us not panicking for longer than the five minutes that I truly panicked was beneficial. And this is something that a client of mine at Obsidian, who she's been a client with Obsidian for gosh, probably 12, 13 years. She was reading a book last year. The main premise was give yourself permission to drop the ball. Like we're not all perfect and it's okay to flub up every now and then realizing that we're all fallible and things are going to go wrong. It's just how you respond to what goes wrong um, is what really matters in the end. Absolutely. And I think for me, the biggest thing is I know I'm going to make mistakes and I try to give myself room to drop the ball but I try not to make mistakes that are preventable. Things like putting the wrong date in a news release or misspelling someone's name or those kind of small mistakes that are a big deal because if you put out a press release with the wrong date on it, that is an enormous deal. Um, or if you misspell somebody's name, that's, that is not a great thing to do, um, especially in materials that you're putting out. But um, trying to avoid those preventable mistakes there are going to be things where you, you know, put it on your list to email somebody before the end of the day for something that you need tomorrow. And then you get pulled into another meeting and it completely slips your mind. Um, those kind of things, I just, you know, they're going to happen and you try to avoid them. But um, then there are other things that I'm just like, got to spell people's names right. Got to have the dates right. Um, you know, got to make sure things that are scheduled to go out actually go out on time. So trying to avoid those preventable mistakes, because uh, that is what drives me crazy. And I can give you an example from recent history for me. Probably two years ago, we had a client email newsletter go out with a highlighted placeholder for a date that we did not know. And we sent it out and immediately I saw it and was like, oh, shoot that went out without the date. It just said date. I highlighted it in yellow. Um, and so from then on, I made a rule for all of my account partners that we don't include any content in email newsletter copy that we do not have the full content for at that moment, just to prevent that from happening in the future. If we can't get information from a client before the email newsletter needs to go out, then that piece will be excluded from the content. Well, about six weeks ago, I did not apply that own standard that I set to a newsletter that I was writing. And guess who hit send on an email newsletter that had date highlighted in yellow? That was me. Um, and so it's like, gosh, those are the things that I really, I really hate to make because I, I hold my juniors accountable to that standard. And then I didn't hold myself to that same standard. So um learning from those mistakes and, and trying to trying to avoid them if at all possible, I think is one of the, the biggest things. Um, but you mentioned this earlier and we've talked about kind of ongoing learning throughout several of these questions, um, but in our industry and really in life in general, we should never stop learning because I think if you stop learning, you stop moving forward. So I wanted to close by asking, what skills or practices do you hope to develop in the next five years of your career? I really want to understand social media better, which sounds like, well, there's not much to know for the, like, the average person who's just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, but it's so much more than just the posts that you see. I'm not a big numbers person. I mean, that's why I went into PR because I can't do math, but spoiler alert, there is math in PR. Um, so analytics are really something that I want to better understand um, how to read them, how to interpret them, how to use them to say, 
this is how our work impacted your bottom line or your sales for this week or the number of cocktails you sold in Q1. Those sorts of things. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you, Murray, for coming on and sharing your experience with us. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Off the Rock, On the Record. We are in the middle of another virtual series that we're recording throughout the spring of 2021. And we hope that you'll continue to follow us as we release new episodes over the next couple of weeks. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, we encourage you to engage with the content. Give us a five-star review that helps people learn about us. Um, And then we hope that you'll subscribe so that you can hear our next episode. Until then, have a good day. Thank you.